Welcome to the 105 Way Podcast. I'm your host, Patricia. And your co-host, JL. And on this episode, we have our lovely author, Chris Robinson. Chris, how are you? Hello. I'm good. How are you? Fantastic. Doing Doing fantastic. Thank you for being on the show. Uh, Chris is one, uh, just one of our many, many amazing authors. And so um, we are uh, glad to have you here today. And a lot of our listeners, I always start off with this, a lot of our listeners look at individuals like yourself as as a superhero uh, because believe it or not, people, there's a way more people to have a story to tell that never tell it than ones that do. So keep those individuals in in mind today as we uh, talk on the show. So the very first question is tell our listeners just more about yourself. So things like where you're from, what you do for a living, and then how the idea of writing came to mind. Well, my name is Chris Robinson. I'm originally from Dallas, Texas, Um, but I have been living in New York now for nine years eight or nine years. And, um, I'm a full-time nanny. Um, so I do a lot of traveling, um, not just in the U S but more traveling outside of the country. And, um, I started writing 10 years ago. Um, when I just, I randomly got the idea to come up with the story. Um, I was actually working overseas and I was watching a children's cartoon um, called Charlie and Lola. I don't think it comes on anymore. Um, but there was only one one black character um, who I just adored, and her name was Lotta. It's it's English. Um, and I was like, we need more more characters like Lotta. And I was on the phone with a friend of mine, and I would always write stories on Facebook and. Um, Instagram about my travels and the different things that I experienced. And they were like, you should turn this into a book. And I was like, I've got a better idea. I'll just write a children's book. Um, And so I came up with the idea of Bella and the Great Picture Day. I just wrote it down really fast and and typed it up. And it took me some years to to, um, fine tune it. Like I went back a few times to, to change some things. But yeah, it's, 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 it's been a while. Love it. And tell our listeners a little bit more about Bella without giving it, giving away too much. Just give us a brief description of the book. Bella is an amazing, um, just, can, she's a, she's a small child. So she's like in kindergarten, she's full of energy and I always say she's glittertastic and just sparkle um, because she's not afraid to be herself and love her individuality, her big hair, you know, her, her style. She's, she showcases it and her, her family is okay with letting her showcase it. Now they might try to tame it a little bit because she can get a little out of control. Um, but she's just really excited to be who she is and, and show the world, um, her amazingness. And, um, it's her picture day and she, she wants to show the world what she's about. And please, um, shout out the illustrator on that one because absolutely fan. I mean, I, I, the book just pops. My illustrator, um, Stephanie Heider, we've actually never met. Um, I 
when I got the idea when I was, because I tried to go the traditional route of publishing. So five, five or so years on and off of submitting to agents and publishers and just getting no's from everyone. And I finally did what everybody was telling me to do and just do it myself. And I was like, okay. So I went on Facebook in a writing group and I was like, I'm looking for an illustrator. And I got a lot of DMs from people. And it's not that their work wasn't good. It just wasn't what I was looking for exactly for my style. And she just happened to post kind of like an ad of her work. And I was like, this is it. And I went to her website and I was like, I don't care how much I have to pay. This is, this is the one. And we did, um, we did kind of a zoom call and our energies just clicked. And a lot of the, what was so cool about working with her is that she basically knew what I was thinking and what I wanted without me telling her every single detail. Um, and it was just, it was magic, pure magic the whole time. Yeah, no, it, especially when, when we first saw, because, you know, we we do illustrations as well. We partner with illustrators and, and put them together. But I really do like the way that her illustrations look because they're just very inviting. And uh, in my opinion, forces a potential reader to become a reader. Um, so very, very wonderful illustrations. And you brought up a, another good point, too. And I've told this story before about a um, author who I met in uh, it was in Pittsburgh, um, and his his book was Pittsburgh specific, and he was saying how many books he had sold, and he had said if I knew better I would have just self published because he said that one when I look at how much they have made and how much I have made off of what I put my blood sweat and tears into. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I wish I hadn't have gone the traditional publishing route. So here's the thing. Traditional publishing is is called what it's called because it's traditional, right? It's yeah. the traditional way of doing things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I, I think that just this whole, whether it's the music industry or any type of arts, um, I think that there has been more of a movement to own your own uh, material. And so right. that's why you have, and people don't know this, you have these large traditional publishing houses who now have self-publishing divisions. Yeah. And the, the cool thing about self, the self-publishing is I had the creative freedom to do what I wanted to do and how I wanted to create and showcase what I wanted to showcase. Um, so I didn't have to worry about anyone else's approval or say about it. I was like, okay, so I'm running the show pretty much. And so that's been, that's been amazing. It hasn't been easy, but it's been amazing. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, when you, going back to Bella and the, the entire storyline around it, did you have any struggles as far as coming up with the concept of the book or even the character how she looked the illustrations any any struggles just throughout the entire process naysayers or any any negative relatives things oh, like that yeah um the concept was was wasn't hard at all um like i 
I'm the person that I'm very impulsive. So if I get a thought or an idea, I write it down or I do it immediately. So I had the thought, the story just came to me because when I was little and growing up, picture day was, that was my day. That was, you know, you wear your best outfit, you got your hair done. Like it's right up there with the first day of school. So, um, so the storyline was easy. The, um, the thing about it is when I started trying to shop it around and even asked other writers who are published, you know, what do you think? Um, they wanted me to change the storyline a little bit because I originally said that they were her magic socks. And so I just put everything as magic socks, magic socks. And they were like, well, how are they magic? They should have some kind of superpower. Um, and I was like, but that's not what I want. Um, and then another, um, I've had people say that, or her mom is, you know, she's mean, she's being too mean, you know, telling her she can't. And I'm like, that's just setting limits. Like you're still letting your child have creative freedom, but within, you know, it's nothing wrong with limit setting. It's all good. Um, and then another, one of the main, um, kind of blocks that I hit was, um, the diversity. Everybody was like, you should have more um, different characters. And I was like, I understand where you're coming from. But where I'm coming from is when I was growing up, I didn't see books with little girls that look like me and little boys that look like me all throughout the book. They were either not there or they were the sidekick or just kind of somewhere in the background. And I don't want that. I want all little brown boys and girls to see themselves in the front, in the middle, and in the back. I that's that was so important to me. So I know it turned some people off, but more people enjoyed it than not. So that was that was the good thing about doing this myself. Um because I had control over that, over that narrative. Because that's super that's why I wrote why I wrote it the way I wrote it, because I was like, our youth, our little ones, they need to see themselves front and center and all around and someone with big kinky hair and um, a bright, you know, sparkly personality that all kids can relate to, but our children's can, our children can actually see themselves in. There was a, um, and I think it was a statistic of since Twitter's new takeover, how 51% of, it was an increase 51% of gay bashing, 58% of increase against the Jewish community, and 202% increase against Blacks. And I think that we are still okay with this society of when something's all Black, Somehow, one, I, this is one of my favorite arguments that it's racist. I, I <laughs> yeah. love hearing that. Being being <laughs> yeah. proud to be black is racist. Find that very fascinating. But it shows that, you know, no, it's always been like this. It's always been all white. So you should make it diverse. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's it's that telling you society telling you, no, you shouldn't have everybody of, of color, throw a white person in there, throw a this person there, throw that person in there. And so it's just another example of control, which is what mm-hmm. has always been done. And so you have brought that up as far as being you being authentic. This is what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so I think criticism is OK. I think it's okay for someone to have something to say. Like we had someone one time who didn't go with us because they thought our website was too flashy. Most interesting uh, feedback that I believe we've gotten, but that is okay because it doesn't Mm -hmm. take everybody. You don't, you don't need everyone to be with you. Right. Right. Really don't. I think that when you do get those setbacks and this is you author who's listening, who, you may have stopped the process of bringing your book to life because a loved one or just a hater came at you and said, I think your book is stupid or just sum it up. They think your book is stupid. Um, It's not their dream to tell. And again, there's more authors who take their books to the graves than they do to the shelves. Mm -hmm. Right. So just, just keep that in mind and, and, and have crystal as a prime example of, I'm still going to do what I what I do because this was put in my mind and not yours. So you can yeah. elaborate on that. It's um our voices are are important and it's so easy and I know there's there's a lot of voices and there's a ton of input and it's really hard to turn that off and we've been kind of conditioned to include everybody, you know, and I feel like other people can relate to, you know, what we create without it, without them seeing, I don't know if that makes sense, without everybody in it looking exactly like them. And I say that because I got to visit a a school here um, in New York and I got to speak to 250 first graders and it was the coolest experience. All of the kids that came up to me that related to my character and my story, they didn't look like me, but they loved who she was and what she was about and what she stood for. I got pictures and from the teachers because the kids took their picture day with their feet up in the air showing their socks. So I feel like we can be relatable without having to change who we are and what we stand for and what we're about. Um, if, if it makes sense in my head, but I know sometimes it, it comes out differently, but um, I don't, I don't feel like we should, we should have to change what we write about and how we tell our stories to benefit others. Um, Cause it's our stories to tell and they can relate to it and, and actually be a part of the story. Um, without having to, I guess, dim our light for, for everybody else. I totally agree. And that brings me back to my childhood. I used to read the Junie B. Jones uh, series and Junie B. Jones didn't look like us. She was, Mm -hmm. but we had the same experiences as her. And that's why we kept, you know, we kept up with the books. I, I had all the all this different series and different chapters. And like, like Babysitter's Club. Yeah. Um, like I had all the Babysitter's Club books and 
Yeah. Like after a while, I think there was one or two characters that looked like me, but a majority of it. Yeah. They were, none of them looked like me, but I was still able to, you know, I was still like engulfed in the story and wanted to know what was next. So I, I feel like we can do the same with our books. Um, but it, for some reason, when we do it, it's, it's looked down on, like we're not being inclusive enough. And I feel like we can be inclusive and still tell our stories the way we want to tell it. It's just how, how do you see yourself in the story, I guess? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and so we definitely talked about as far as individuals who are coming down on you as Again, I'm talking to that listener who who needs this motivation. So if it's not the case that there are external forces that are trying to hold them back, it's internal. What is what is your advice as far as a person not believing that their book matters and not believing that anyone's really going to listen to their story? Um that's every I know everyone is different and everyone has their own um in internal struggles and I've struggled with confidence and you know wondering if I'm good enough and if you know anyone's really going to read my story and a part of that confidence came from all of the turndown you know well lack of confidence came from the turndown letters from agents and publishers because they all basically tell you the same thing like no this isn't for us or this doesn't doesn't resonate with us um but we thank you for your time um and that's a kick in the teeth and it's like well maybe i'm not meant for this maybe this isn't for me um and i i have a i have a small circle of friends um and they were like no like this is this is good, Chris, like do this, you can do it. Um, and so I had to tell myself, I can do this. I can do this. There are other people and children out there who want to read stories about them or that they can relate to. So once I got the ball moving, I couldn't turn back. Um, and so it was like, I have to keep going. Um, even after finishing it and having the finished product, I was like, there was still doubt. And every once in a while it, it does kick in like, you know, am I doing it right? Is this, you know, do people really want to read it? And I have to tell myself, yeah, like your words matter. Your stories matter. Um, your creativity matters. So it's basically just self-talk and you know, it's okay to talk yourself up and yeah, I'm good enough. Yeah. My words are good enough. Um, and you don't have to have, you know, yes men because that, that can be detrimental. Um, but it is good to have a good core of people who you can go back and forth with. And they're like, no, that doesn't work. And you can rewrite and say, okay, well, what about this? And just, a circle who you can kind of um, just kind of bounce ideas off of. And because the people who are going to tell you what's good and what's not 
at the same time, that's that's what you need, and that's what's helped me keep keep going. Um, it hasn't been easy, um, but it's well well worth it. So worth it. I love that, and having a good support group, like you said, that tells you, yeah, you should do this. Yeah, you shouldn't do that. That's important with life overall. Yeah. Know? It's uh, it's good to have those people that are there for you through the ups and downs and that will tell that put you in your place and that will support you. <laughs> yeah, I've I've got three um, and those are my core people and I will bounce ideas and, you know, storylines and, you know, marketing because I'm trying to figure out how to market and they'll tell me, nah, that's that's not it. Or yeah, keep doing what you're doing, but add this to it. Um, and so that's been so, so helpful. Um, and when I start to feel down, they're the main ones that are like, no, you've, you've got this, you've come this far. Don't turn back now. So it's, it's been good. It's been good on the journey. Fantastic. Yeah. It's always good to have that, uh, that good circle of, peers, friends, family, who will support you through thick and thin. Uh, the last question, which is one of our favorite questions, is what have you loved most about being part of the 105 family? You guys came in clutch. Like I was <laughs> <laughs> just learning how how all of this works. And it was like, okay, well, do you have this? And I was like, okay, I've done, I've written it. I've got the illustrations and it was like formatting. And I was like, what's that? I thought I was done. <laughs> and I was like, okay, I need a formatter. And you guys, and I posted it on Facebook in the writing group. And you were like, we got you. And I was like, okay, well, how much, Y'all got me because I need all the help. And you guys walk me through the entire process of formatting, of, you know, putting it on the different platforms and the frustration of it all. And you guys just helped me to be patient and just wait it out. And um, just I, I can't thank you guys enough for what you have done for me and my book. It's, it's been wonderful. Love that. Yeah. yeah. And, and shout out to you, Patricia, for helping with the cover design. Cause I believe she was the one who kind of rearranged certain things. And on. The oh end. my gosh. Cause the, yeah. the, the sizing of the book. Oh man, that was, I had a meltdown cause it was like, it's not going to fit. And I was like, but it has to fit. Yeah. <laughs> and, and even there were certain pages where you we were able to take the socks in the same color scheme and put it on different, mm -hmm. like all of that was all her. So yes. Miracle workers, miracle workers. So if in, anybody that's come up to me has been like, ah, I want to write. And I'm like, I've got a company. I know you need to use. <laughs> this is it. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Yes, thank you so much. Yeah. You've referred a, a couple authors, right? Yeah. Some that, some that, that we've talked to, and I'm trying to think of the one, the uh, one in particular. Uh, Crystal? The other Crystal. Yeah. Yes. Crystal. Yep. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. And um, Audra. Audra Scott. Uh, yeah. Yep. Audra Scott. Yes. Oh, Audra's fantastic. We have to have her on the show as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
So listen, though, Chris, thank you so much for being on the show. This has been extremely motivational. I'm sure there's someone out there who needed this, whether they're in Belgium or South Africa or Canada. We have numerous countries now that are tuning in. So let everyone know where they can find you and then also where they can find your book. You can find me on Instagram. Um, it is Bella's underscore great underscore adventures. And we are on just recently hopped on TikTok, <laughs> uh, kicking Bella on TikTok. And you can find my book on Amazon.com, um, Bella and the Great Picture Day. We're on Amazon and Barnes and Noble, and we are currently going back and forth with Ingram Spark. So we are on mass distribution to be in Target and all the other mass retailers. So yeah. it's going, it's moving. Yay. That's so good to hear. Yes. Well, listen, it's been great. And thank you again. We appreciate all the kind words you said about us. And oh, thank you. Your book. your book is thank you. one of one of our best. So yeah. yeah. <laughs> and we didn't even do a lot. We just did the formatting. <laughs> <laughs> And I just, I, I really, I just thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. It's, it's been so awesome working with you. And, um, like I said, you guys came in clutch and just bought it in for the win. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Yeah. Might have to make that our, a, a commercial or something. Bought it in for the win. <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> This has been the 105 Way Podcast. You can tune in every Sunday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time. Talk to you soon.